Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Oh, oh is it going now? Not yet. Is it finally recording? Yeah. That's Marcus, and I am Ben. And uh, holy Lord, Marcus. I've been, I've been snorting milk all day because I had to be a vampire in this uh, little web series. And uh, they don't use real cocaine. No. And I was forced to snort milk all day. It would be very expensive. Would they be able to do that? And I would be in a much, much better mood, which would be amazing. <laughs> be dead. Yeah. That's why I would be thrilled. Be fucking tickled. We were talking, we we're going to talk about the Antone, Antione Scalia thing in the New York Magazine, because he's ridiculous. Antonin Scalia. Is that how you say it? Antonin? Uh, Scalia, yeah. Antonin Scalia. Antonin. Yeah. Terrible first name. Ugh. Antonin. You never see an Antonin anymore. Maybe Antonin. Maybe Antonin. It's something Italian. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, River Phoenix is on the cover. Joaquin Phoenix is on the cover of New York Magazine. Marcus, I'm going to do Cabin on Thursday, uh-huh. right? This is this last Thursday. And I take a right down 13th Street. Cabin's a great, great comedy show in New York City. Uh, produced by the one and only Rebecca Trent, mm-hmm. who, of course, uh, is the uh, owner here at uh, Creek in the Cave. And I take a right down 13th Street. I'm reading New York Magazine with Joaquin Phoenix on the cover. Can you believe it? I see Joaquin Phoenix. My God. I swear to fucking Christ, <laughs> I saw Joaquin Phoenix. And what are the odds of that? I don't know. It was a real New York moment. It's a great and moment. Then, but I didn't stop, and I didn't say, oh, I'm reading the magazine with you on the cover of it. I just kept on trucking. I kept on going, and I am very upset with myself because I could have gotten 20 likes. You know, you imagine a picture <laughs> with Joaquin Phoenix while you're holding up the picture of New York Magazine, mm-hmm. you know, with his face on it. Yeah. That's at least 20 likes. You could have gotten 20 likes, and you could have spent those likes on... Whatever. <laughs> I could have gotten an ungl in, o- in OMG. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, and then I could have said something like, oh, uh, only in New York. And then someone would be like, lol, or whatever the fuck the kids are doing. Raffle. (laughs) They're rolling on the floor laughing. Raffle's my favorite. Raffle's ridiculous. Sounds like a name of an autistic dog. (laughs) Raffle. Raffle the autistic dog. It's an amazing story, though. Uh, Interview with uh, Mr. Scalia in New York Magazine. He is a lunatic. 
And uh, the funniest thing about it is he believes in uh, the devil, oh. and he believes in God. He says the devil is a real person. The, a real person, and the devil works in mysterious ways, and then he says, uh, what makes pigs jump off cliffs? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the fact they're stupid fucking pigs. He said that Probably the not devil... The de- what would, what would be, what would the de- what's the devil's master plan, <laughs> by the way, with the pigs jumping off the cliffs? What's the devil trying to achieve? Mm, once all the pigs jump off the cliffs, uh, yes, then everyone will be gay. <laughs> it's like, what, is that? What, what, what does that mean? I have no idea. I mean, this is one of the biggest, most powerful. He's one-ninth of the most powerful human beings in the country, which kind of makes him one of the most powerful human beings in the world. Mm-hmm. And he believes in a living devil. Yes. Who we will be summoning for last podcast on the left, by the way. Hopefully, Scalia just shows up in the middle of our <laughs> pentagram. Oh, I love Seinfeld. He loves Seinfeld. <laughs> he watches a couple episodes of Duck he, Dynasty. He says, I've got some CDs of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. He loves to laugh. He doesn't even know what DVDs are. At the little things. He doesn't. <laughs> use, they don't use email. They don't use text messaging. It is The Supreme Court is so goddamn primitive, it's completely ridiculous. They might as well just be mixing semen in a bowl with some water and some goddamn oil and be like, ah, yes, the future wants George W. Bush to be president. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. The, the Supreme Court is so goddamn backwards in this day. We're, we're damn near cloning everybody. Yeah. You know, we have Tupac has a hologram. And the Supreme Court isn't using text message or email? Nothing. Are you kidding me? My God, he says that his love of hunting is genetic. He Yeah, because his poor... Oh, my... you got to read this uh, interview. We're not going to do it justice. You have to check it out on your own. But uh, when his father... Or grandfather lived in... I think it was Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Staten Island used to be the equivalent of, like, Georgia. It used to be very rural. It was all just... It was all nothing. It was just woods, and you just go hunting and well, shit. there was no bridge there to was Staten no, yeah. Island. Right, okay. It, yeah. It was just a place out there. It's where we uh, put all our garbage. So people got to Staten Island the same way uh, Marco Rubio's family came over here, just <laughs> swam over here. Yep. Just on uh, garbage bags full of ping pong. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, he was just talking about how he went hunting with his grandfather, and then he tells this great story about how he stopped going hunting with his grandfather because his dad or grandfather got too old, and then his grandfather they planted a garden as a trap. As a trap. That's the whole story. Is they planted a garden as a trap, and then he's like, and then he would just sit there and he would shoot the rabbits as they came to try to eat all the vegetables. And then the interviewer was like, "Isn't that cheating?" He's like, "No, no, no. He's eighty-five. No, no. It's no. tough to do. It's tough to do. <laughs> it's ridiculous." And then the funniest thing is when they're talking about heaven and hell. Uh, the interviewer's like, uh, you know, so you believe in heaven and hell? He's like, absolutely. And then Scalia, and then the interviewer's like, uh, interviewer is like, uh, so I don't. Uh, does that mean I'm going to hell? And then Scalia says, who am I to judge? <laughs> I don't know. A Supreme Court justice? <laughs> One of the most powerful human beings on the face of the planet? It is a great, uh, great read. He doesn't get any information from the internet. He doesn't believe in the internet. Mm. Doesn't like it. Go. Doesn't Good. like any anything that is like... And so he's the one that is making some of the biggest decisions on how the internet is used. Yeah, he's massive. But he doesn't like it. He hates it. Ugh. He thinks it's a it, it's a trend, like baggy jeans or, or, uh, or hyper-color t-shirts. I mean, that's what he thinks the internet is. This man is a complete and utter uh, lunatic. I could and see having that i that ideology or that opinion in say two thousand, the year sure. two, 99, 2000. I could maybe see someone like okay, maybe this internet thinks it's fat, but in twenty thirteen, almost twenty fourteen, 
but it makes sense because he's a strict uh, constitutionalist. He takes every word of the Constitution literally. So it is uh, imaginable why he wouldn't be able to believe that it's a living document because apparently history stops for him. Yeah. It's like moving on does not work. You know, he enjoys everything as it was in the past when he was a child. And uh, and, and that's it. And, you know, him and Ginsburg, they get along. Little yeah. Ruth Bader. I bet so. They do get along. They're friends. And he does seem like a mildly uh, mildly charming guy. But Jesus fucking Christ, they need term limits on those Supreme Court justices because they are complete, uh, completely out of touch. Mm-hmm. Completely out of touch. Here's what he says about uh, homosexuals. He says oh, he, yeah. has, he has friends who he knows or, quote, very much suspects uh-huh. homosexuals. Very much suspects. It's he's softened on uh, on his hatred of gays. Yes, he has. He says that none of them have ever come out to him because it's terrifying. Because <laughs> he's gonna fucking hit him in the head with a gavel as soon as they do. Oh, it's amazing. I love the New York. Uh, yeah, the New York article. Just read the interview. It's gonna blow your mind that this is literally one of the most powerful human beings in the entire world, and he's just just a fat old Italian dude. That's it. You know, it's just it's bizarre. Yeah. It's weird that this is the person with all the power. Just a fat, old, everyday Italian guy. He goes deer hunting, and he talks with people. He's like, I like to go deer hunting over in Louisiana, because apparently his his son married some woman who was from Louisiana, and her father likes to hunt. And he's like, it's great, because I get to relate to the everyman. I get to relate to the common man. And he's like, you know, the vast majority of people believe in angels and gods. So, you know, I'm just on, I'm on. Uh, yeah, you he know, says, I'm the majority. I'm the majority. I'm yeah. right, you know. <laughs> It's just madness. It is. He literally is making his decisions based upon the lowest common denominator of human beings that live in America. He's like, well, that person's really dumb. All right. I got I to gotta have his side. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin. I know all about deer hunting. You know, deer hunters spray themselves with deer urine. Yeah. They spray themselves in, you know, Texas, of course. Well, we don't do that. Yeah, because you're smart. <laughs> you're smart in Texas. Yeah, no one does that. I don't know anyone who does that. Yeah. I mean, we make fun of the people who do that. Right, the right, The people right. who do that are these assholes that come down from Dallas for the weekend. Or from Washington, D.C. that may or may not be in the Supreme Court. We, I did know a guy, there was a, once an ambassador that came down from yeah. Washington, D.C. Oh, he loved the deer urine. He thought it was the best thing Oh, it's ever. great. Yeah. It's because they're playing make-believe. Yeah. And what better costume for Halloween than to dress up as, uh, if you're a Washington politician, than a local yokel from oh. Texas, cover yourself in deer urine. Oh, they love Go it. Go home and beat your fucking wife. This is what they do in Texas. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's they, not what they do. And they'd come and they'd, uh, you know, and they'd hang out with, uh, with my family and my parents. Oh, they'd play it up for them and give them, like, the good old Texas experience. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. guy's like, oh, man, I'm really getting there. And then they'd just laugh at him as soon as he left. And just think, like, man, that motherfucker thinks that we're all just a bunch of backwoods hillbillies. Fuck yes, he does. And he was he had a good time playing make-believe. He uh, really thinking that he was as well. And then he went back and he voted ass wrong <laughs> because he thought that that's what the people wanted. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works out? It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, how the the small town people are putting on a show. I wish they the would bit, stop every time. If you're know, a small like, town person, it, like, if, if you're a small town person and a city folks and a city folk comes to town, just really trump up the intelligence because you're smart people. Yeah, we're all from small towns. We're all smart people. Yeah, trump it up. You know, don't don't placate these fucking idiots who think that they're gonna go have some rural experience. You know, just take them to the finest Applebee's in town <laughs> and just, you know, sit there and smoke sophisticated pipes. And just, you know, you guys, every time a fancy person comes to your house, you pretend as if you're a small town person going to a fancy person's house and you just trump it up a thousand. Oh, yeah. It'll be amazing. Fuck with them. 
make them feel like they are the fucking rednecks because they are the rednecks and they're very stupid people. Very much so. God knows. That whole government shutdown, that's very, very fun. We could talk about that. But let's talk about, Marcus, uh, I'm very late getting here today because I had to be a vampire today. And I was a great vampire. I bet you were. And I got to hang out with a lot of hot chicks. Good. And, you know, they were they were into my acting skills. Cool. Yeah, they loved me. They thought I was really, you know, not Brad Pitt, but like sort of like if Brad Pitt was a terrible actor. Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. I can't believe you just compared me to Gerard Depardieu. I didn't Depardieu. compare you to Gerard. He's a Russian. <laughs> he's not a Russian. He's a Frenchman. He... Defected to Russia. I guess now he is a Russian. He's a fucking Ruski. <laughs> I'm no Depardieu. I'm no Depardieu. Anyway, uh, but uh, then the trains got messed up, and I'm late getting here. So it's fine. It's it fine. doesn't matter. So I have not gotten a chance to really hear these stories. Um, but Marcus, you were saying something about our favorite mayor, not in America, but he's in Canada. I wish he was one of ours, but it's Mr. Rob Ford. Over the last week, the Atlantic Wire has learned that police have been investigating Toronto Mayor Rob Ford since March. Uh Uh-oh. When asked about the investigation, Ford just screamed about subways and laughed like a maniac. I I agree with him again. (laughs) Again, that's all I want to do is scream about subways and laugh like a maniac. Before a scrum of reporters at the mayor's office in Toronto, Ford was posed a question about the recently revealed police investigation he's apparently at the center of. This was his response. I've got the audio. Okay, great. Mayor Ford, are you under investigation by Toronto Police? Excuse me. Mayor Ford, why wouldn't you answer these questions? Mayor Ford, is that a no? Subway, Subway, Subway! Oh, sorry. You get the feeling he's talking about uh, Subtober, the uh, Subway sandwich special where everything's $5 or less. You want to hear that again? Yes. Mayor Ford, is that a no? Subway, 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 Subway. What a champion! I mean, that's how you—that's how you deflect questions. Just say a bizarre mode of transportation three times over and over and over again. Well, he was talking about a subway project before, right? That's what right, he right, wanted right. to talk about, but he's avoiding questions about Project Brazen Two, the investigation into the mayor and his associates, run by some of Toronto's best. Detective. It's called Project Brazen 2. And this is the sequel. Project Brazen 2. Wow. At the uh, Toronto Star and the Toronto Sun revealed Monday evening the first major details of the extensive operation looking into the mayor and his friends. The investigation started after Sandro Lisi, the mayor's alleged drug dealer who was arrested last <laughs> week for trafficking marijuana, attempted to retrieve the mayor's stolen cell phone by allegedly offering an unknown quantity of weed in exchange for the phone's safe return. The whoa, phone- whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> The mayor of Toronto got his cell phone stolen? Yeah. And then to get it back, he sent out a chick to offer the the, the no, perpetrator weed? He, he sent his drug dealer out. Right. To, the to get pers- the cell to get phone the back. cell phone and said, well, what you know, what can I do? do? Like, how can I get it back? The, get me weed. Cole Sprint, cancel <laughs> the fucking phone. You're the mayor of Toronto. I bet, maybe, I bet Go he get had, another Blackberry. He probably had some sensitive information on there, possibly some selfies. Oh, I'm sure he has some selfies. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt about that. Some really, really hot, hot Rob Ford dick shits, yeah. dick, dick shots. The phone was taken from the mayor in the latter part of March and was apparently retrieved. The star does not know what was on the phone that would cause concern or if it was used to make any telephone calls while it was in someone else's possession. What pothead steals a phone? 
I, I feel like stealing a phone is not a pothead's move. That's a meth man's move, a cokehead's move, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. A crackhead's move. Crackhead's move. The fact that they were able to get this phone back uh, with a little bit of weed, I mean, I guess that's a fairly good deal. I can't believe that he's handling this the exact same way that we would have to handle this. He's the mayor of Toronto. Yeah. And if somebody steals your phone, like that's our only go-to. Like, I don't know, ask him if you want some weed for the phone. <laughs> Send out, what's it, Sandro. Call up Sandro. Sandro, it's his drug dealer's name. Sandro. And this is a woman? Or this is a fella? I don't know. It doesn't say. Sandro, the drug dealer that went to get Rob Ford's phone back after it was stolen from him. God knows. He was probably passed out drunk in a gutter somewhere, living like Edgar Allan Poe with the last moments of his fucking life. Living like, uh, speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, probably ended like River Phoenix. Uh, lying there in a gutter someplace, vomiting all over the place, <laughs> get his, get his, gets his phone stolen. What uh, happened with this guy? Uh, after, well, they got the phone back. Good, thank God. Yeah, but now the uh, investigation is being run by the Homicide Division's Detective Sergeant Gary Garo because of his expertise in difficult cases. How so is this a difficult case? They got the phone back. <laughs> it's it's a it's a really weird case. It's very, what is very the strange. case? Uh, it's looking into the mayor and his friends. Okay, so this is, but this is Operation Brazen. Yeah, Operation Brazen Two. Two, of course. Oh, by the way, we saw Machete Two, Machete Kills, and uh, yesterday I went with Henry and uh, Ed from the Roundtable and Holden, of course, and uh, a couple of other folks. And you know, it does not hold up. Yeah, I, I figured sad. not. I figured not. I, I took a pass on that. Yeah, one. it was very, very bad. No, no boobs and really no, uh, no graphic. Uh, Violence whatsoever. Really? Just a lot of cheesy blood splatter that was obviously CGI. Yeah. And uh, the sad thing is Tom Savini's in it, and you're just like, you got Tom Savini on set. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> Use He's him. right there. Use him. Of course, Tom, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Google Tom Savini. He's the greatest special effects artist of all time. Uh, he made the best Friday the 13th, uh, which is uh, part four, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, with Mr. Corey Feldman. I agree. Who, of course, did a lot of drugs and probably would be somebody who might steal someone (laughs) like Rob Ford's phone, Corey Feldman. Do you want to hear some North Korea news? I, I, mean, want, to, I want to talk more about this Rob <laughs> Ford situation. I mean, Operation Brazen. I mean... What? Two. Brazen Two. I know it's two. I We get that it's two. It's the sequel to Brazen One that no one saw and no one cares about. I mean, there's still no move to remove the. There's still no uh, ability to remove this guy from office, right? Nope. No one cares. No one cares. No. This is not. I mean, as a matter of fact, we have a situation for the first time that I think can uh, can think of. And correct me if I'm wrong. Where Rob Ford, he's an actual victim here. He was. He's a victim of a theft. <laughs> he's a victim of the culture that he created. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> I want every time, every every time Ted Cruz goes to a Subway sandwich shop. Speaking of subways, they should filibuster him. Just be like, do you really want the meatballs? Uh, I don't like them. <laughs> you know, as a Subway employee, I don't like the meatballs. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna sit here face to face for the next twenty four days. God, Ted fucking Cruz, it's great. Best thing that ever happened to the Democrats is Ted fucking Cruz. Five percent mm-hmm. approval rating for those congressmen. Yeah, I think what is it? Sixty uh, percent of people blame the Republicans for this. Sixty yeah, or seventy percent. It, yeah, sixty percent according. I think it was the uh, the AP poll. And uh, holy lord, five percent approval rating. Five really? percent. Wow. And of course, the major question is who are the five percent? And then mm-hmm. the the joke is, I believe, fa- friends and family and things like that. Yeah. Who would? Who could? The government is shut down. I think it's just how dumb who, would you have to be to be like mm, I approve. How d- they're not working. Yeah, they're doing nothing. It is like that's absolutely insane. 
Anyway, let's go to North Korea. We have to we have to go to some governments that are actually fully working. And <laughs> you could say North Korea. They're busy. Was North Korea's first lady a porn star? I don't know. I hope so. Was she? Last month, North Korean media reports hinted that Ri, a uh, Seoul Jew, worked as a performer before she met Kim Jong-un, North Korea's leader. And the first lady was not to be seen again in public until now. I thought that she was murdered. No, it's his ex-girlfriend that was murdered. So... His now his wife. Well, let me get let me uh, tell yes, you a little bit more about please. it. Please. After four weeks out of the public eye, Rhee made her first public appearance on Wednesday. A state-run Korean Central TV showed Rhee attending a ceremony marking the completion of houses for professors in Pyongyang, along with Kim. While Rhee was out of the public eye, some members of the North's Unhasu Orchestra and Uh-oh. an art troupe were executed for making pornography. That's right. And that the execution was designed to cover up Rhee's involvement. Really? Yes. Before she married Kim, she was a singer with the orchestra, if you will remember. Of course. South Korean officials recently confirmed that a porn DVD distribution ring was caught and executed in the North, but failed to say if it was connected. Uh, Nam Jae-soon, chief of South Korea's National Intelligence Service, told lawmakers in Seoul that those who know the truth about Rhee's past were killed in order to control any embarrassment that could undermine Kim's leadership, hinting Rhee's absence may have been to do with the scandal. I like it. I wish I could kill everybody that knows anything about my past. <laughs> you know, I think I think they have a good idea here. You know, that's that's a it's a solid way to a uh, to assure a future. Just kill all of them. Everyone that knows your past. Yeah. Then you can be anybody you want to be again. Yeah, but at what point do you stop? Well. Because technically, if I were to kill everyone in my past, I would constantly be killing people. Well, right. I mean, as long as you continue to live, you would have to. (laughs) And as long as I'm, you know, in your presence, then I feel safe because you can't kill somebody face to face. Yeah, you can. Of course you can. I no, I mean to kill somebody in to kill everybody in your past. Oh, so oh, okay. you would have to, you would have to like, hey, okay, I'll see you later, Ben, and then, hey, Ben, here's an envelope full of ricin. Ah, and then I would die. What if you went to the bathroom and then came back, and then I was dead? No. What if you, what if we were hanging out and you went to the bathroom and came back? Are you in my past while you're in the bathroom? Well, technically, I think so. Okay. Because I'm not there. I'm not in the present. I'm in the bathroom. Okay. You know, so you could. You could then rig a bathroom to explode, mm-hmm. a toilet to explode. There's, you could rig. Yeah. Anyway, to continue on with the, uh, the little story here, you could rig a, a toilet to explode, and then I could die. And it's sad, and it's tragic, and it happened to somebody in New York City. <laughs> and I read the story, and it made me. I have never felt more sympathy, or empathy, or compassion. For another human being. I saw the the children in Syria (laughs) that had been struck down by the chemical warfare. I was like, okay, that's sad. This story made me weep. The man, Marcus, read it. A New York man was seriously injured when a toilet exploded in his face after he pulled the handle to test the water pressure in his Brooklyn apartment. In his face. (laughs) The man went to flush the toilet. And it exploded in his face. It is the set. He's a great guy. Black dude. How do you know he's a great guy? He's a nice guy. (laughs) Toilets don't explode in bad people's faces. Toilets only explode in good people's faces. Michael Pierre sustained shrapnel wounds from flying shards of porcelain that pierced his face, arms, and legs and required 30 stitches. The only good thing about having a shrapnel, uh, shrapnel 
wound is that you get to tell people a story of Vietnam. You get to tell people a story about how you, uh, you know, you saved a village in Afghanistan and there was a bunch of mortars around and you ran uh, and, and scuttled hurried and you saved the child and sure, a bomb went off. But you got some shrapnel in your arm, but you, you're, a, you're a lifesaver. You're a hero. No you're a fine. genuine American. How'd you get the shrapnel in your arm, Mr. Pierre? <laughs> toilet exploded. Yes. I was trying to flush the toilet. And it exploded in my face. He is now so fearful that he uses oh. a rope to flush the toilet from behind the bathroom door. Like a goddamn cowboy trying to get on a crazy horse. He is using a rope to get on the toilet. Can you imagine? Every time you go to the bathroom, how many times do... What is it? Let's, they say the average person farts 14 times a day. So yeah. we'll go with at least five visits to the old loo, the old lavatory, the old poo-poo hut, the, the, uh, the toilet zone. Right. Every time you're in there, terrified of life. I can't deal with it. I mean, this is so awful. His lawyer says those fears are part of his damages. Clearly, toilets are supposed to flush, not explode. I agree with the lawyer. Rarely do I agree with lawyers, but this guy makes a very, very good case. Toilets should flush and not explode all over the face of the person trying to flush and flush said toilet. Wow, and three other tenants were also injured. Three? I mean, this was a legitimate explosion in this Brooklyn apartment. Yeah. And there's some other great quotes in there, Marcus, as well. He's just, he is utterly terrified. He says, it sounds silly, but I'm still scared. Maybe someday it goes away, but right now I'm in pain. And it's never going to go away. And they show pictures. That sounds like a song. It is. Maybe someday it goes away, but right now I'm in pain. What's the song based on? <laughs> well, now, wouldn't you believe it? I just took a big dookie number two after eating some Chinese food. I had my General Tso's chicken and, of course, a nice large Diet Coke, and I went there to do a little dookie, dookie, dookie time and uh, stood up to flush, and now that goddamn toilet exploded right in my face. And anyway, this little song goes out to all y'all. Four toilets in the building exploded. Four toilets? Yeah. What is wrong with this building? They were testing the water pressure. They had turned off the toilets in all the building, and the guy oh was looking God. to test the water pressure, uh, and something went awry. Right. And Apparently. Four toilets exploded. He was the only one unlucky to be looking directly at the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are the odds at of that? At face level. Out of all the appliances that you think could kill you in your house... Not the toilet. Not the toilet, Not right? The toilet. I, I could see the refrigerator. Let's say it falls on you. The microwave, let's just say you put your fucking face in it, the door shuts, and God knows what. I have no idea. <laughs> the, the oven, I can see that. Yeah, you know, the that oven. goes off. You got some gas coming out. The TV, sure, it explodes. Yeah. The toilet, the safest of all the areas, especially for a man, in a man's house, yeah. to mess with the toilet. I mean, that's our sanctuary, that's our peace and quiet. Yeah, the only conclusion anybody has reached, and they're still investigating, is that there was a buildup of air pressure in the pipes, though that when it came back on, the pressure was just pushed up through the pipe and caused the the explosion. Uh, this this is what a um, an official said, a city mm-hmm. official said. This could be very well what we call a true accident. I agree. A true agree. accident. A true accident. Yeah, nobody's yeah. fault. Well, I think it's the city's fault. I feel like whenever the city fucks up, they're like, isn't that just a true accident? Boy, isn't that just the way things go? Wouldn't you believe that, the way that we just made all those toilets explode? And then one dude was looking at it, staring at it, ready to get his face all ripped off. Oh, my God, this poor goddamn bastard. Poor guy. 
Speaking of mayors, de Blasio is going to win by a landslide. He's up 50 points. I think it's 40 now. Is it for? Oh, good. Loda's yeah. really <laughs> chipping away. For those that don't know, Joe Loda is the Republican running for uh, mayor of, uh, of New York City. And uh, one in six of all uh, New York City folks are Republican. He had an uphill battle, and it does not seem like he's really doing a very good job. Especially not after Bloomberg. Yeah, it's very. And I mean, who wants to be a Republican right now? Yeah, they're the so awful right now. This is the worst time in history to be a Republican. It sucks. It's worse. I think I've it's never worse felt more now. conservative in my life, and I still got to vote for Democrats. Yeah. It's I think terrible. it's it's worse to be a Republican now than it was at the end of Bush's present second term. Yeah, yeah. Which I, agree. I think, which is fucking. I mean, which is horrible because Republicans were not popular at all at that time. But yeah, right now it's this is the worst time. I'll tell you one thing though. Uh, we'll get to another. There's another fun story, right? Mm-hmm. I will say this: Alan West or Susan Collins are going to run for the Republican uh, nomination, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get it. All right, Marcus, what's the next story? Uh, the next story is the last one we're going to be able to cover today: Gay and lesbian people seeking asylum in the UK from persecution abroad are being ordered to prove their sexuality. How did they prove it? In extreme cases, claimants had handed over photographic and video evidence of highly personal sexual activity activity in an effort to persuade officials. I think these officials just don't know about Pornhub. <laughs> I don't think they know that smut exists. You don't have to fucking coach people out of it. Uh, you know, they they they, what, they just made these people make porno. Well, they don't believe them. Some of them they don't believe. They're like, ah, you're not gay. You're just looking to get a free ride here in the UK. So they gave him pictures and videos of them fucking and dudes then they watch or girls. Them. I guess they do. You must watch it. You have to. Gay it's for- evidence. So these uh, these officials are demanding people to have sex on camera, and then they send it to them, and then they uh, you're gay. But I mean, can you imagine if they don't have sex good, if they don't fuck well, then they, you're not. I, you know, like, well, well you, did, not, you didn't eat her pussy very it. well, so I'm sorry. She's like, I'm just very bad at eating pussy. Well, it doesn't much matter. <laughs> if you are a lesbian, you're a terrible lesbian, and we're not going to pass you for this lesbian class. Mm-hmm. Can't come in. Can't come in at all. I guess not. All right. Well, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. That's well, all we got time for today. That's it. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to the program. Um, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com.